passion, analysis, hot takes. Welcome to Political Football. And now, your hosts, Clee, Dave, and Maddie Ellis. Welcome to Political Football. Uh, this is week two. How you feeling, my man? Well, I'm feeling pretty good considering that it's week one. How are you feeling? You get a little get a little too uh, drunk watching these games, forget what week it is? <laughs> you know what? I'm, I'm still excited. Obviously, I'm still very excited. The thing that I'm surprised about is is some of these uh, some of these teams looking very prepared and some of them not for some reason. I mean, it's you know we we watch a lot of football. You, me, you, Matt, you know, and we know what we like to see as a product. Um, some teams always look great, like like the Chiefs. You know, even if even if they're down, they don't look like they're out yet. Mm-hmm. But some teams were like, man, like this is you know, did you guys really game plan for who your opponent was, or did you show up and block the same guy on your team? You know, a lot of the Giants. That was great. By the way, that was I thought that was what you sent me, and I was like, it looks like two guys from the same team are blocking each other. Do they know it's blocking each other? Was there a first down to be had, and they're like, they're like both like, oh my god. Did we get it? <laughs> Listen, everybody thought Bill Walsh was crazy at first, too. One day, we'll be looking back at Joe's Judge for the genius that he is, I'm sure. But I like, I, like, I like what you said about the teams being prepared for their opponents. And that's actually a good segue to start this week. Yeah. Uh, because the first game last Thursday was the Cowboys 29 at the Bucks 31. And the Cowboys were actually very prepared to play the Bucks in this game. And mm-hmm. have their kicker not left seven points on the field, they win this game. They win this no. game, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You can make an argument that the Cowboys were the better team on the field. Mm-hmm. Uh, on For Thursday. sure. Yep. So a couple quick things to note here. The first that the Cowboys offense is totally legit. Uh, Dak threw the ball 58 times. Man, uh, what did you what did you think about that? You think they can sustain that kind of output from him? It's clear that his arm velocity is not back to 100%. There's still something going on with his shoulder, but it's still like 85%. So, you know, he's still better than half the quarterbacks in the league at getting the ball down, down yeah. the field. But uh, yeah, I mean, so I think I think he can sustain that. But I think in a lot of games, they won't have to. The Bucks have a really tough run defense. So not only did he throw the ball 58 times, he did complete 42 of them. Yeah. So it's not like he threw yeah. the ball 58 times and completed 31. I mean, completing 42 is really good. It goes for 403 yards, three touchdowns. And then importantly, the wide receivers just dominant. Amari Cooper, 13 catches, 139 yards, two touchdowns. CeeDee oh. Lance, 7, 104 and a touchdown. Yeah, he he. I'm glad they kept going to him to keep him in the game, get his confidence. You know, get him. You know, get the jitters out. Um, you know, it's a it's a televised. It's it's a prime time game, obviously. Um, but uh, you know, I was it was good to see him. Um, really, really get uh, some shine, and they looked good, man. I mean, the only thing I don't like about the Cowboys is the running back position. Is well, not just the the position, but their running back. Like he's showing yeah. you. He's showing you what you've been trying to teach me for like the last five years. Like running backs, like you can pick one up on the way to Giant Supermarket right now. Pick a guy up, put him in a scheme, and, and he can get you ten yards. What was out? What did he rush for? Was it less than fifty yards? Uh, it was so low. I didn't even bother writing it down. Yeah, I think. Like, it was, yeah, I think it was like twelve. <laughs> a lot of so in the in on fantasy Twitter and and stuff like that. A lot of people are giving Zeke a pass because the run defense for the Bucks is so good. I thought he looked slow. I thought he looked like I don't want to be a hypocrite, but I thought he looked kind of fat and slow out there. Like I thought yeah. he wasn't really moving that well. But we'll we'll see. He'll get a couple more games. It could have just been the opposition was really difficult, and he should have had a touchdown. Uh, Dalton Schultz blew a block on a running yeah. play. It should have been a touchdown. If he has a touchdown to a stat line, people are not. Yeah, yeah, people are not saying anything about that. Yeah, and the last thing I want to say about the the Bucks is that do we know their offense is great? Gronk showed up for eight ninety and two, which is not going to happen a lot. But if they get old Gronk four times this year and one time is in the playoffs, that's really <laughs> all they need, right? Because anytime Gronk gets two touchdowns in a the game, they're going to win. So yeah. there's that. But most importantly for them, I said in the season preview for the uh, NFC South, if they can squeeze out one more Antonio Brown year, one more Antonio Brown year. I mean, this guy is on his best behavior, man. I mean, I don't know, like. And looking like the opposite is Zeke. I mean, he forged Anthony Brown on that touchdown. He made him look stupid. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so 
AB goes 5-121-1, and if they get uh, another AB year, it won't matter. I mean, the Bucks running backs were 13 carries for 41 yards. Ronald Jones, Leonard Fournette, which why is Leonard Fournette even still on my television? Like, cut this guy already. <laughs> it, it doesn't it, it doesn't matter, though. Well, they have Godwin, Evans, Gronk four times a year on real AB. They'll just throw it 60 times and win every game. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, and then one piece of news, since we're recording a little bit later in the week, Demarcus Lawrence, the defensive end for the Cowboys, broke his foot and is out for at least half the season. Yeah. I mean, they said indefinitely, um, which yeah. which to me would mean if he does come back, it, it probably is like a playoff push. But, um, I mean, everyone responds differently to a broken leg. I mean, they didn't say broken at the ankle or at the foot. They just said broken leg. So we don't know if that means just a femur. Like the yeah. main part is, you know, we don't know if if, if that's a uh, season-ending. Yeah, they put him. Uh, they put him on the half-season IR to start, so they're hopeful that he's going to be back. But for anybody who watched who watched Hard Knocks, uh, Demarcus Lawrence is the like the one good one, the one good defensive player that they had. <laughs> so, Cowboys team, these games are really high scoring. But yeah, I mean, we what we learned in this game is that the Cowboys' offense is legit, and the Bucks are still not fraudulent. Yeah, absolutely. Next game, we didn't have too much to take away from this one. It sort of matched what we thought. We had the Seahawks 28 at the Colts 16. You know, I said that the Seahawks would be more efficient in the passing game, meaning that they wouldn't have to pass a lot more. They could keep Pete Carroll happy and run the ball a lot, but they'd be a lot mm-hmm. better when they didn't throw it. Russ Wilson threw the ball 23 times. That's it. But he completed 18 of them for 254 yards and four touchdowns. Russ is, you know what Russ is, man? Russ is that guy that, like, he goes to the company picnic and he's selling you on being the company guy, yeah. you know? He, he, you know, we all knew and we all heard about the disgruntled stuff that happened in the offseason. They did some things to appease him. I mean, they weren't, like, major upgrades, but they did they did show him some go, good faith. And he had a great game to show them back, like, hey, I'll, I'm going to play. I think that their upgrade of the offensive coordinator position was actually a huge upgrade. Going from uh, Kyle Schottenheimer, whatever Schottenheimer's name is, yeah. I don't know, uh, yeah. son of Marty, uh, son to of the Marty. guy who was the mm-hmm. coordinator for the Rams. So, like, if you can scheme open Cooper Cup and Robert Woods with Jared Goff throwing, imagine you can do with Tyler Lockett, DK Metcalf with Russell Wilson throwing. Gotcha. And so I think that gotcha. was a huge upgrade for them. And I think that's actually kept him appeased. Um, mm-hmm. And just quickly off topic, did you see what Sierra wore to the Met Gala? Yeah, I mean, outside of the of the nice uh, jersey dress, I mean, she had the uh, Super Bowl ring on. Yeah, so <laughs> just real quick, my, Megan and I saw that. I told her that I'd be horrified if she wore something oh. like that and we were in the same position. <laughs> to me i'm like sierra is like legitimately like her own star yeah. you know she's not like mrs russell wilson you know he yeah. just happened to be married to sierra like she's yeah. you know she's the one who will still be doing stuff 20 years from now when he's retired yeah. and doing television so i don't know i i didn't like the look even though i thought it was slick i i would i would found it very cringy <laughs> anyways then that's what you come to football for fantasy ta- or uh fashion takes <laughs> Good so that's what you're all here for um, the next, the next game here. Oh, one last thing about the Colts. Uh, the Colts actually didn't look that bad. They were just outclassed. The problem is that their next games are the Rams, Titans, Dolphins, and Ravens. So this is going to keep happening. Yeah, they're yep. they're in for rough sledding. Yep. The next game here we had the Jags twenty one and the Texans thirty seven. Hey, go Tyra. <laughs> so Owen seventeen watches off at least for Houston. Pretty much. Um, first note I made here was LOL Urban Meyer, which. When does he actually leave to take the USC job? Does he is it in October? Does he wait till after Thanksgiving? Like when is he actually going to officially take the USC job? Because he said this week that he's not going to do it, which means he's one hundred percent going to do it because he's a total scumbag. So the real yeah. question is when. Yeah, it, it it's uh, I mean, we know that Trevor's going to take his licks as being a brand new quarterback, so you got to give him at least the learning curve uh, of it. But Urban Meyer, all the shit that went on in the off season and everything, like they didn't look prepared enough. I don't think. And I was like, hey, are you giving the old rah-rah college speech? Or are you telling these grown men to go out there and execute your game plan? What's going on? I mean, the Texans gave Mark Ingram 26 carries because they're trying <laughs> to lose. And they still won by 16 points. <laughs> I, I don't I was, think this game, nuts. 
I don't think this game tells us very much about the Texans. I think they're still trash and probably still a favorite to have the worst mm-hmm. record of the league. Oh yeah, yeah, they're, yeah. They're. I mean, they they had a good game, and I think it was more. I'm I'm putting this more at Urban's feet than anything. This is hey, yeah. your team your team trotted out looking like dog shit. Basically, I made a five dollar bet on the Jags to win the division when Carson went and got hurt. You know, just you know, it's the NFL. Weird things happen. Yeah, and uh, DraftKings offered me going into this game four dollars and forty cents to cash it out so i could just lose oh, 60 cents shit. after the game they're offering me 60 cents <laughs> yeah. they're like they're like i told you didn't, didn't you should have took it wow that's yeah so i, fe- that's I feel great. like i just bought three dollars fifty cents i'm never getting back wow um, <laughs> yeah because they are they are not winning that they are not winning that division um they better hope they don't finish behind houston oh my um, god the next game here, uh, we got the local team. We got the Los Angeles Chargers 20 at the Washington football team 16. And, you know, this game, RIP Fitz has a hip injury. He's out at least eight weeks as well, which means it's Tyler Heineke season. I know you're excited for that. Yeah, I mean, the game tonight's going, t- I mean, it's football, so I'm going to watch. But to watch him and Danny Dimes duel, it's going to be brutal to, to watch that kind of quarterback play. But actually, I think he's better than Danny Dimes. <laughs> Be honest so with what's you. funny, I was actually going to ask that question when we got to the Giants, but well, we can discuss it right here. <laughs> I actually don't see much of a difference between, not only do I not switch it between Danny Dimes and Taylor Heineke, when you look at like Heineke's measurables, his college production and what he's done so far in the league, he actually mm-hmm. lines up very well with Mitch Trubisky. Okay. And we, we talked about how like, if you have a complete team and Mitch Trubisky is your backup, that can be a perfectly fine. Mm-hmm. I think that, Washington still has a better quarterback than the Giants. I think so too. I mean, and and to the tune of you've been in the league, what you've been in what two years? 40 fucking turnovers? 40. <laughs> 40 fucking turnovers. Can you believe that? You got <laughs> like guys that it'll take, yeah, you got guys that'll take them five years to get 40 turnovers. He's had he's had ball security issues. I think either you or Matt mentioned it last season. Like 40 turnovers, bro. Yeah, 40 turnovers. That's that's atrocious. That's atrocious, bro. That's oh man. So with um with this injury to to Fitz, do you think that just pretty much gives the division to the Cowboys? Or do you think that Heineke can keep them going along okay to sort of keep it close in the end? Well, well, so here's I'm glad you said about the division piece of it, but I think that it's a toss-up now, at least as of what I just saw between the Eagles and the Cowboys. Like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna discount the Eagles without looking at their schedule because mm-hmm. they looked pretty good, you know. And again, people say, "Oh, the opponent was dumbed down." I'm like, they're they're still professional athletes that do something that all of us really can't do. So they played a professional football game, but um, it definitely takes the the Washington football team out of the runnings. Definitely because again, Fitzy wasn't going to light up the world, but he was going to give them more of a chance to win. Now we got a quarterback that we got to see him him pretty much play what nine game nine weeks to oh, keep yeah, this like to keep this afloat, and a lot can happen in nine weeks. That's a that's an that's what 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 is it now? Seventeen games. Yeah. So if, even if Fitzy comes back, I don't know if that can you know. He's looking like he's going to play the rest of the season. Yeah, if if they're competitive. If they're not competitive, he might choose to just not play the rest of the year so he can try one more year next year because he is Absolutely. 30. Yeah, so. I mean, why would you? Yeah, if, if, if the season is lost, if it's week 10, 11, and you're sitting with nine losses, you're like, I'm I'm going to stay out, dude. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna <laughs> to nurse this thing out, you know? He's a Harvard guy, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then there's, uh, he's got golf to watch. Then there's... Uh, <laughs> One thing I want to mention about the Chargers, I mean, we said in the AFC West preview that if the Chargers are going to win the division and beat the Chiefs, they probably have to sweep the Chiefs and they'd have to win these tough road games like at Washington. And so they did that. Justin Herbert, you know, seems like he's going to continue being the real deal against this Washington defense that's elite. 31 of 47, 336 yards, one touchdown, one interception, but he only took one sack. Mm. And like, I think Herbert is legitimately very good and will be what separates them from the Broncos and the Raiders in this division and keeps them in touch with the Chiefs. That was that was a I mean, fantastic pick. I mean, if we if we can roll back what you said about him during um last season about like how good he was, yeah. you were like you were like in a crystal ball, my friend. Like you were <laughs> you were I like that that worked out for them so so perfectly. Like where yeah. you're like Philip who? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you literally like like they've been balling out, bro. Like he's 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 showing you that when it's time to pay him, 
it's gonna be he's gonna break the bank open he when is. it's time to pay him. He's gonna break he's gonna break the bank. That's gonna be a big monster contract for him. It is too, because in that division, you have to have a quarterback that gives you a chance to beat Mahomes, even if it's just one year and three. Yep. You need to have that quarterback in place, and he's worth far more in that division than he is in any other. So yeah, he should be when his comes up, he should probably be the second or third highest paid quarterback in the league because in that division, you've got to have somebody that can go against Mahomes. And right now the yeah. Chargers are one of the ones that got it. Exactly. Um, one more note before you move on. Yeah. I love I love their stadium. Their stadium is something like um it's like it's is it like open and shut? Like I didn't I didn't understand like the, the panoramic view. Oh, the Chargers? Yes. Their that stadium yeah. is nice. It is. And so I don't know all the details yet, but I'm going to that stadium in October. The Lions oh, are playing the Rams. Nice. So I have a picks. full I'm a full trip report for the stadium. But uh at the hotel at one of the hotels I work at, there's a conference in town, a lot of Californians, and they say that it's legitimate. That yeah. like they're I mean, like, they got yeah, the this is like, coming in. Yeah, this is what like <laughs> one point five billion dollars should get you. <laughs> and and the guy wrote a check himself, right? It wasn't like yes. he took a that's even more impressive. Wow. Good for him. Good for yeah, him, bro. That's uh that's that's amazing. So you mentioned the Eagles earlier. They are actually the next team on the list here. The Eagles 32, the Falcons six, Jalen Hurts. I, I know you're a Jalen Hurts guy, and I've got Jalen Hurts a couple of dynasty teams. I really like Jalen Hurts. Yeah. 27 to 35, 264 yards, three touchdowns, no picks, add seven carries for 62 yards on the ground. This is not this is not a runner who could throw the ball some. This is a quarterback who can run and throw. Yeah. I mean, give the man his flowers and good for him. He helped himself out because there's a lot, there's a lot of detractors. People still talking smack. Um, you know, and I hope he I hope he continues to have really good games. I hope he, you know, it Philly's a tough place to play, like from the fandom. But um I think I think he did I think he did himself um some favors. Um, but I I want your whenever you give me the analysis, I want your take on what's going on with the Falcons because is this the Matty Ice era over? Yeah, so I think the Falcons, they have, they have a couple problems. A couple notes that I made here is that the head coach, the new head coach, Arthur Smith, coming over from Tennessee, he made a couple really bad fourth down decisions, like fourth and three from the 41 down by 10, and he's punting. And it's like, bro, that's not going to do it. They finished on six because they kicked two close field goals. And it's like, you have to know your offense isn't that good. Like, they got to the five-yard line twice and scored six points because they got field goals both times. Like, just yeah. score zero. What's yeah. the difference between 32 to six and 32 to nothing? It, it's not yeah. anything. You, you need the points. I'm hoping that that will get reviewed. Like, when he re it's his first game as a head coach, somebody's in his ear, he'll get better with that. But yeah, Matt Ryan, 21 to 35 for 164 yards and no touchdowns. Calvin Ridley had five catches. He had three catches on the first drive. Calvin Pitts Jesus. had four catches. Now, he did have 22% of the targets. The problem is that Matt Ryan wasn't good. And then their number two wide receiver, Russell Gage, zero catches on zero yards, just out there running running wind sprints. And so, <laughs> like, when you decide to trade Julio, you have to think, what are we doing at the other wide receiver position? You, you, yeah, right? Yeah. Right? Because if, if you just want Russell Gage out there running cardio, I'll do it for a lot cheaper. Yeah. I can run down the field and not get targeted. I'll do it for the I'll do it for the veteran minimum because I'm 30. I need that vet. But I'll do it for the veteran minimum. I'll just run out there. Don't even throw the ball to me. I'll just run a fly route every single play. That's insane. That, that <laughs> I mean I that, I um you know I obviously since what the what people are hanging on him and I, it might be unfairly to say this but you know he hasn't been the same quarterback since that Super Bowl. You know like he hasn't he's been he's been good. But would you right now would you say that he's an elite quarterback given his body of work, not just the game that we saw. But his body of work over the time he's been in the league, would you say that he's an elite quarterback? I would for the entire time he's been in the league, but he his his ceiling was short-lived. He only had like three or four years where he was at that top, top level, whereas Russ has been doing it for nine straight, right? You know, yeah. that's that's the difference. But Matt Ryan, he does have an MVP, right? Yeah, sure yeah, he does. He does. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you yeah. know, he, he did have that high... Uh, but you know who else is like this is Cam. Cam was yeah. the same. Cam flashed for like four years where he was amazing, and then it sort yeah. of fell off for him too. Yep. Um, and so, but to me, after his Super Bowl, <laughs> exactly. But if you get three or four, if you get three or four elite level years out of a quarterback, to me that makes it an elite selection, a good pick, a good player to have in your team because that's what you need to win the Super Bowl by and large is elite quarterback play. So if you only get a four year window from a guy, that's more than the Jets have had. Wow. And the one other quick little fun note in this game, I mentioned the Eagles might have some weapons. Devontae Smith, uh, rookie wide receiver, Heisman winner, 671-1. Jalen Rager, second year, first round wide receiver, 6 for 49-1. to 
Devontae Smith's touchdown catch in this game was in the exact same spot that he caught the game-winning touchdown from Tua in that national championship game. So he, ran, he probably in. ran, yeah, he probably ran right to the spot. Like, hey, hey, yeah. I, I yeah, know I mean, this spot. Same, same stadium, <laughs> same end zone. Like, it's, it came down to the same spot. It's the exact same. So that's really cool for uh, uh, for that kid. Uh, and then for Jalen Hurts to go back to that stadium and look good after getting benched in the title game. Yeah, I... um. I'm glad you mentioned that because you know we're. Uh, I guess the word this season is lockstep. I was like, look how that, look how stuff comes full circle. It's crazy. Yep. Uh, the next game is a game that I think some people think means a lot. I actually didn't think that it meant too much at all. That was the Steelers 23 and the Bills 16. I I agree with you. Yeah. So the thing is that both these teams just look like pure ass in this game. Man, I <laughs> Josh Allen had a had a bank robbery when in the offseason because. When you compare him to Dak and why why people were saying Dak should get the money that, that he got and why Josh yeah. Josh Allen, you don't know. It's like you don't know what's gonna show up. Like you know, at least that's my my opinion. Like you know, he didn't look great. Um, he's probably gonna look good at some point in the season. But it's like that stuff scares me with him. So the thing is that both these teams just played awful. And so what this tells us is that the Steelers C plus effort can beat the Bills C plus effort, mm-hmm. but the Bills A plus effort destroys the oh, Steelers yeah. A plus Absolutely. effort. Absolutely. And so that's why I don't think this game is very meaningful. We we'll need a lot more data points to know that, like, oh, this is actually how the Bills are going to perform going forward. I don't think that's the case. I just think we happen to catch, you know, even the best teams go 14 and two. I think yeah. we just happen to catch one of their bad weeks in the first week but it's not like they got destroyed or anything i mean the steelers looked awful the bills did not look good but i actually don't take anything from this game to adjust my thinking about how the season's going to go i think the steelers are still the third best team in the uh afc north i still think the bills are gonna win the afc east absolutely nothing's changed with that yep so that was uh one of the quicker ones another game that I think doesn't actually mean that much but it was very entertaining was the 49ers 41 and the lions 33 Man, it almost happened. The first hey. game, of, you know, almost had. I was, I was rooting my balls off for them. Trust me. Here's a, here's, <laughs> here's a good fantasy question for you. What quarterback led the NFL in fantasy points this week? What quarterback led? Was it Jimmy yeah. G? No, it was Patrick Mahomes, but then it was Jared Goff. Because <laughs> <laughs> garbage time counts. Man. Um, yeah, so the 49ers are up 38 to 10 in this game. And I feel like that's actually the fair representation of this game. Because the 49ers, <laughs> 38 to 10. I even said it like going when you were like, oh, the Lions are going to win seven games. I was like, the 49ers are going to beat them by three touchdowns. Yeah, and then yeah, that's right. what we get. And then all of a sudden, like, it's a surge, the Lions bro. are storming. They, oh, they got an onside kick, which never happens. Yeah. The ending of this game was totally absurd. But I was like, it was meaningless. Like, the 49ers <laughs> are still really good. The Lions aren't going to score 30 points a week. But it was, it was very it was very fun to watch. Yeah, no, nah, it was. Yeah, they fought back, and 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 like I said, you know, in all in all fairness, man, you know, it's it's just the, the season just started. So obviously, you know, when we're at week seven or whatever, then we're digging our heels in to see what 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 the total windfall is going to look like. But I, I mean, it was an entertaining game. Like you know, you guys didn't get torched, but it was. Um, like Jimmy, Jimmy G really came out and showed that when he's on, he can look good, you know? Well, he did it against the Lions for like three quarters. Um, so here's a question for you. Three Lions tied for the team lead with receptions. All three of these players had eight receptions. TJ Hawkinson, Jamal Williams, and DeAndre Swift. What do these three players have in common? They, they, go, they went to the same school? No, they're not wide receivers. <laughs> we had a tight end and two running backs, each with eight catches. <laughs> Was that was that golf, was that telling golf like, hey, we need you to manage this game here? <laughs> Just throw to the the closest guy to you? No, I think it's very likely that TJ Hawkins and Jamal Williams and Jadri Swift are the three best pass catchers on the team. They just don't have three wide receivers. Man, Believe, I'm not gonna lie to you. The Lions played a wide receiver who got like three catches named Trinity Benson. I have never heard of this person. And you know, that sounds I know like a made all, up name. Yeah, that's like I know a made all up the name. offensive players in the league, and I certainly know all the Lions. I have never heard of Trinity Benson. That's how bad the wide receivers are in this game. He probably went to Bishop Sycamore. <laughs> Man, probably still does. <laughs> Just walked on the field, told the, t- the forged a pass and put on some pad. Um, Holy snap. Yeah, so the Lions... You know, no, DeAndre Swift to TJ Hawkinson looked great. And mm-hmm. this could be a situation where for like fantasy out there real quick, for fantasy out there, the Lions could be trying to build an offense around like Alvin Kamara and, D- and Darren Waller at the same time. And just like no wide receivers. I don't think it'll work. No, <laughs> but I, that's no, what not they're going for. 
Not, I, mean, I mean, I could, yeah, you could pull that off probably in college and on some, on some in some conferences, not in the SEC. But yeah, to sustain it over professional the professional football, that's not that that's going to get figured out real quick. Yeah, I mean, uh, DeAndre Swift had uh, eleven carries and eleven targets. I mean, that is what like Young Camaro was was getting. So you can see what they're going for, but it's not. It ain't nice. gonna work. They're winning four games this year, and I'm getting a free uh, free workout. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the next game here, we have the Vikings twenty four at the Bengals twenty seven. This game went to overtime, and uh, you know what? Uh, the Bengals looked okay. Yeah, looked I, I um, yeah, okay. I think I think given um, Burrow coming off the injury that he had he played you know i, I thought he's gonna be a little bit more skittish or you yep. know just you know not i mean i know he's not gonna you know take off running free anymore because he's learned but um yeah i was very surprised and i happy that he was able to find his legs and, and really play in that game yeah. we also had an, an emergence of the dust ball theory here so justin jefferson had five catches for 71 yards for the vikings kj osborne had seven for 76 <laughs> Maybe throw the ball more to justin jefferson than kj osborne and you don't lose to the Bengals in overtime yeah just that's true just uh-huh. true and my only other note for this game is that the uh the Bengals, the Bengals are going to finish with a similar record to last year but they're way better yeah like they're they're on the right they're on the right track they're looking way better but you know they're gonna play the browns twice the ravens twice the steelers twice there's like one win in there uh the next game here we have the jets 14 at the panthers 19 in the sam donald bowl and uh yeah what are what are your thoughts here so um obviously i would i was texting you guys late because i was in class so i was you know watching from my phone and trying to get an idea i i think i think um part of it we looked like crap the first, um, the first half, I think we were 0 and 6. It was like the zero, it was 0 16, like in the first two quarters, we were getting killed. And then, so, you know, suddenly they found their, they found their legs or whatever. Um, I think we'll be fine. Um, I'm still thinking five games probably tops. I don't know which, which five that would be if the schedule was in front of me. But, um, I liked what I saw from, um, from Zachy. I didn't oh, like that. Now, is he? Yeah. I didn't like, did you see that sack in the end when, like, I think two guys, like, laid into him? Yeah. Um, it was like at the end of the game and I was like man you know the way he got up and the way he like he I was like he's probably like oh my god this is not college anymore like this is officially grown men hitting me as hard as they can but I think I think he'll be fine um Darnold you know had a had a great game um Christian McCaffrey Jesus Christ yeah <laughs> so I, I'm giving you the flowers. I'm giving you the flowers. Like th- th- he's that's an amazing weapon for them. I think I think Sam's like really happy that he has a running back now that he can really rely on. That's that's gonna you know show him some love. That that guy's a that that guy's a talent. Christian McCaffrey had 21 carries for 98 yards and also nine catches for 89 yards. He's a running back and wide receiver one at the same time in the same game. Yeah. I mean, we've seen catching running backs like like Roger Craig and, and Marshall Falk, but that, that's at another level, dude. That's like, he was two guys in that game. Like, that's two stat lines for two different players. It is. That's like a running back and the wide receiver. That's, <laughs> that's crazy. Yes, sir. So, yeah, so I don't have much to say about this game other than that. I thought Sam Darnold was going to be really good this year with all the new weapons that he had around him and the better situation and better coaching and all that. And that appears to be the case. He, yeah. He's, he's not he's, seeing ghosts out there anymore he's yeah i think he's gonna be fine i, I honestly think and and i'm i'm just nation i'm you know i know that we you know we we ruined we could have ruined the guy essentially but i'm glad that he's gotten out of the gays thing and he's gonna he's gonna be fine he's gonna be fine yeah and you're right to mention gays gays is the one to root against not any of his players Uh, Speaking of former Adam Gase players, though, that uh, didn't do so hot this week, we have the Cardinals 38 and the Titans 13. And you know what? This is supposed to be the best team in the AFC South against the worst team in the NFC West, and the Cardinals put it on them. This game was not close at all, and they could have scored 60. So to your, I think your phrase, and I think you should coin this, he had an Al Bundy-type game, meaning the quarterback for the (laughs) – I was like, oh, my God, what's going on? But didn't Al Bundy only score four touchdowns in that game? Four touchdowns. Yeah, four touchdowns. Yeah, because Kyler yeah. got five. Yeah, so yeah. He's doing, he's doing a little bit, a little better. Kyler goes twenty-one to thirty-two for two eighty-nine, four touchdowns, one interception. Then adds twenty yards and a touchdown on the ground on only five carries. They didn't even need him to be running the ball. So no. Cool the Titans. No. Do you know Derrick Henry's stat line in this game by any chance? He had I'll, seventeen I'll carries. How many yards? Seventeen carries. Uh, how many yards? Fifty-four. Fifty-eight. I, I knew. I knew it was less than sixty yards. 
Yeah, just just absolutely ridiculous. Then we got Dust Ball Theory showing up again. Julio three catches. Chester Rogers with four. Wow. So I didn't. So obviously I didn't see the game. What was the what was Rabel's response to Julio? I think the shot was to Julio. That so Julio, is, Julio committed a really bad like personal foul penalty in a key spot. Fifteen like, yarder. That key of a spot. They lost by twenty five points. Oh, so so um, it didn't even matter. <laughs> yeah, in the end, it didn't matter. But like, so the coach, the coach was right that like Julio needs to keep a better head and and, and, and whatnot. But at the same time, I don't think. Julio's done a lot more in this game than Mike Vrabel has as a coach, right? Mike Vrabel as a player has got like 94 Super Bowls with the Patriots. But as yeah. a coach, he hasn't done very much. Julio's done more as a player than Vrabel has as a coach. So mm-hmm. I don't think that you need to be blowing up 32-year-old Julio Jones in the in the media. <laughs> like, what's the point of that? Yeah. Um, no, he should have mentioned his running back only getting 58 yards. How about mentioning that? Right, exactly. That's the, uh, that, that's the <laughs> real problem here. The last thing I want to mention about the uh, the Cardinals here is that James Conner and AJ Green are officially dust. Man, do they look bad! <laughs> AJ Green looked like Russell Gage out there. Just Wait minute, did, didn't um didn't Conner have a run where he, where he he tossed aside two people? Did not see that? It was he didn't a- toss him aside. He he and it wasn't a run. He was scrambling behind the line of scrimmage. He juked out four dudes like it was and one and then just threw a rope to Rondale Moore for a first down. But he didn't actually run the ball. He just oh, like okay, okay. Yeah, back, I, I, jump okay. back, jump okay. cut, throw. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. I was I thought it was a violent run for some reason. I was like, okay, I guess not. So yeah, so Kyler scrambling, making plays, making big throws, looking looking really good. And you know what? I still think the Cardinals are the worst team in the NFC West, but they might be the fourth best team in the NFC. <laughs> like they're, it's like the NFC West and the Bucks at this point. It's pretty. It's he's pretty, he's literally making Clinsbury look like a genius. He's literally like saving this guy's career. <laughs> yeah. uh, just like Brady did for Belichick. I take. <laughs> I take. Yes. Um, The next game here was a fantastic game. We have the Browns 29 at the Chiefs 33. And you know what? The Browns played well enough to win this game at Arrowhead. They made two critical mistakes. The punter just dropped the punt. And then when the the Browns were looking to kill some clock, Nick Chubb fumbled and the the Chiefs recovered. And those two mistakes are going to be enough to to do it. But I thought the Browns looked really good. What do you think is more egregious? The, the fumble or, or the muffed punt? Like, what do you like? Muffed punt, because fumbling a football when somebody hits you is a reasonable thing to have happen. I mean, but yeah, okay, you know what? That's yeah, I, I could see. Okay, you're right. You're but right. You can't. You can't drop. I mean, you're literally playing catch from ten yards with somebody. You can't drop the ball if you're an NFL. And, and, and it's a, and it's your only job. Like that's your only job. Like right. you need to be doing that like a thousand times in practice. Every practice, that's all you do is field punts. Right. What you do? <laughs> yeah. Now he's gonna be now he's gonna be sorting packages at UPS for the rest of his life. So hopefully he doesn't. Oh yeah, them. yeah, yeah. He's gonna go see Lucille up front. <laughs> get, get the bus ticket going. It's a one way out of town. Dude. <laughs> card is not gonna work at the facility. Oh. <laughs> so the Chiefs in this game, though, Patrick Mahomes, twenty-seven of thirty-six, three hundred and thirty-seven yards, three touchdowns, no picks, and he ran for a touchdown. And I, I think I think what you did percentage. Yeah, and I think what you didn't mention is that in a deficit, looks calm as cool is like, we're good. Yep. <laughs> yep. We're good. We're good. See, if, if you flip those tables, as much as I like I like Baker now, everyone knows that that's my new bromance. But it's like, if you had to come from behind, I don't think Baker can do that yet. I don't think he can will the team back from that. I mean, from the optics, like Patrick Mahomes was one of those quarterbacks. Just like Tom, Tom did. Tom, like, you know, I have a minute 20. I'm good. I, I can work with that. Some guys would panic on their a minute 20. Yeah. The, uh, Mahomes certainly doesn't panic, although it's easy to stay calm when you have Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey. <laughs> <laughs> Tyreek, 11 catches, 197 yards and a touchdown. That's disgusting. That's that's Madden stats, bro. And the Browns are good. <laughs> the Browns are good. What happens if they play the Texans or the Jags? <laughs> <laughs> you, you might see your first 380-yard rushing, rushing uh, situation in pro football. Yep. And then Kelsey, six catches, 76 yards, two touchdowns. So the Chiefs look great. They come back and win. They take full advantage of the mistakes Cleveland made. I'm still super hype on Cleveland. I still think Cleveland is uh, – they're still my Same here. Same here, yeah. If they have to. They could have won today or whatever day that was, Sunday. Time has no mm-hmm. meaning. It's a podcast. <laughs> they, 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 they could have won is the point. So I actually didn't take too much from this game either, except mm-hmm. that the Browns looked good 
as I expect and like I yeah expect. yeah I mean it's like you said two unfortunate things happen at the end of that game if those things don't if one of those things don't happen we're talking a different situation today exactly uh, the next game here we have our uh, esteemed producer Maddie Ice about to puke we have the Dolphins 17 at the Pats 16 <laughs> first note I wrote down this game was two and fuck you as he goes into as he goes into Foxborough and gets gets the victory <laughs> uh, I'm not going to lie he didn't look like the greatest player on earth in this game but New England's got a legitimate defense that was yeah. pretty good game yeah he did win this, you know, win this low scoring game. There were no critical mistakes like there were for Cleveland. Yeah, there was one. But that's okay. Yeah. You can make one. You just said make one, not two, right? Yeah. So, so there was there was one there. Uh, rookie wide receiver at Alabama, Jalen Waddle, four catches, 61 yards and a touchdown. Wolf Fuller also was suspended for this game. So he will be back next week. So the Dolphins were without their wide receiver one for this game. But yeah, what did you uh, what did you think about, about this game, please? As expected with uh, a new quarterback in New England, obviously learning the system, live action, first team on first team. Um, I know I take my liberties at Tua, but, you know, he played as great as he could against a Belichick coach team. So, you know, although it's, you know, it was just a low scorer, he did his thing. Yeah, he did his thing. Do you still think he's going to be benched by week five after what you saw in week one? I'm going to see how he plays this week, and then uh, and then I'll circle back with that. <laughs> oh, well, well, I wrote down here on my notes because I assumed you were going to take more liberties. I can't wait for Cleve to downplay a win at Foxborough, even though the Jets haven't done that since 1962. See, see, I was trying to get off this. I was trying to get off this off ramp, and then you, you, you got me re, re re rerouting my my GPS right now. Thank you, sir. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't, I didn't learn much about this game other than that with the Dolphins having won in New England Dolphins second place in the division seems a lot more likely because that's a one and a half game lead now that they have but I still think they're very close they're very good teams they're like they're similar to each other you know not much to take away from this one in my opinion same here Mac Jones just real quick Mac Jones did go 29 of 39 281 in a touchdown no interception yes. yeah so solid he, he was fine like yeah, not solid not not the reason they lost by 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 any stretch now we have probably the most worthless game of the week but one of the most fun i enjoyed it so much because of the timeline the broncos 27 at the giants 13. you already mentioned earlier the still photos of the giants blocking each other there was another tweet going around where um, for the for the listeners out there there's this there's an offensive scheme called influence blocking which is where you try to use the movement of offensive players to distract the defensive players and so rather than having to, like physically touch them you just make them like get their attention turned and distracted right so the Giants tried to do this with Von Miller the problem is that Von Miller doesn't get distracted Von Miller wants to murder the quarterback he's a heat-seeking missile it's just not going to work if you ever watch Von Miller play even go back to Texas A&M you would know this you have to actually block him so the Giants on the fourth play of the game schemed up this incredible design to try to influence Von Miller into not killing Danny Dimes and you'll be shocked to know what happened he ran completely on blocked <laughs> people could have blocked him but they both tried to influence him to distract him from wanting to murder the quarterback and he just ran in and destroyed uh danny dimes so you know what that is that's called a coachella quarterback where it's a hologram <laughs> he's gonna run to the hologram jesus christ this can't you can't make this stuff up yeah you can't I mean, make this stuff up dude right von miller isn't reading his keys he's trying to kill your quarterback yeah i'm not <laughs> like, gonna let him run free are you kidding me you know Joe Judge watched like three YouTube videos on influence blocking from some high school folks to the Austin's and watch to try to incorporate it to make himself look smart. Oh my smart. god. Yeah, so I wrote down I didn't write down any stats from this game. Uh the Giants are trash. Um the Broncos are very talented outside of QB, although Teddy looked fine, you know. Yeah. But not not a beat Justin Herbert, Patrick Mahomes fine. You know, he just looked no. okay. The thing that I wrote up for this game is that Saquon should sit out and demand a trade because they're going to have to pay him after this year anyways. He should just be like, I'm not playing for you anymore. It is time for you to trade me. What do you, I mean, obviously they need a quarterback. Like we, you know, we, we, we poke fun at the Danny Dimes thing. He, and it's not, it's not his fault because of where he got drafted because they could have got him at 16 or whatever it was, if, if I recall. But what do you, like, so if you're Saquon, like you're, so you come to me and like, hey, I, I get him and I want out, right? Yep. 
What's yep. your, I'm like, what? why do you want out? Because the team's not going to win anything. He's risking his health for no reason. He's got, he's getting paid this offseason. So he should be traded to a team that's willing to pay him. And it's probably better or at least competing for, for something. And the Giants certainly need assets. Like signing Saquon to a huge contract is not going to help them get no. better and faster. Yeah. You know, they should just go to Kansas City and be like, hey, give us Clyde Edwards Hilaire out first and two thirds and we'll give you Saquon. There you go. Something to sign Saquon. They can just not even sign him. They can just rent him for the rest of the season. So off the agency, and what do they care? They'll probably add another Super Bowl in that case. You know, I just think that they should be Saquon should just be not wanting to play for this for this organization anymore. And just yeah. I don't want him to risk it. I don't want him to get hurt again. I want him to get his money, and yeah. it's not it's just not going to happen for him. If he if he signs with the Giants, he's hamstringing them trying to rebuild anyways. Yeah, like that's right. Yeah, that draft is now where, like, for, for any of the lay listeners that we may have, like, when a team drafts poorly, and again, this kind of works in a, a reverse kind of way because the, the talent of, of a um, Saquon Barkley, obviously, versus a Danny Dimes, but where they got drafted, both both positions, now you see the risk and the reward of, of, of what you did. Because right. having this quarterback situation now, it's like, man... You know, like, okay, now the writing's on the wall. Like, he is who we thought he would be. Or, hey, what did you see at Duke again? Like, remind me of of what? Because I have 40 fucking turnovers from this guy who's only been in the league for two years. But if you're if you're gonna reach out a position, quarterback is the right one to reach on because if it hits, it's worth it's worth so much. Remember, there were questions about if Justin Herbert should have been a top ten pick as well, and he went to the same spot. He went sixth, just like Danny Dimes did. But that sort of goes to show, right? They're picked in the exact same position, yeah. And you can see the the vast difference. If Danny Dimes is as good as Justin Herbert, nobody's talking about it. The issue is the Saquon pick at two overall, because Saquon is that good, and it doesn't matter. Yeah, and if true. It's gonna hurt them. True. Right? True. Yep. So, so Dimes was a bad pick because he was a bad player. Saquon was a bad pick because of the position, which position, yeah, a bigger mistake. Yeah, but yeah, that's it. That's it for this game. The next game, also, I did not think there was much to take away from. I think it's going to be a hot take. The Packers three at the Saints thirty-eight. <laughs> Pardon me, laughing my my ass off because it's the, it's layered. It's a lot of layered laughter here. I was watching on Red Zone, you know, this game, and I just didn't have pants on. Like, it was so cool <laughs> to see the Packers just get absolutely <laughs> obliterated. They benched the starters in the third quarter. Yeah, it, it's like, hey, t- call your mom. Tell, that, tell her that you're going to get in. Call your mom. Hey, mom, I'm going to play today. Gentlemen. Yeah, yeah. I. Gentlemen. Yes. Matty Ice is here. Oh, Matty hey, Ice Matty Ice, what's up, you have You have a few minutes of my time, but Dave, I want to say something, and I'm going to say this to all the listeners. Aaron Rodgers is washed. Thank you very much. <laughs> the guy doesn't care, man. Honestly, Dave, he um he looked at the presser, not even the optics. He just looked on the body language. Like, honestly, what do you guys think about if someone offered, a, let's say, uh, two number ones, um, and speaking of Denver here, um, two number ones, uh, possibly uh, someone on the, on the team, like a wide receiver. Would you guys take any anything from him, knowing that he's going to walk away anyway without anything on uh, the end of the season? Like, like you're not going to get anything for him because you, you pretty much rented him for this year. So it's interesting think- that you mentioned that. I actually think there is a team that should be willing to pretty much mortgage the future to acquire him right now. Okay. Detroit Lions. Yeah, the Lions. No, it's Washington. I think Washington mm. for two first round picks, a couple thirds to go get Aaron Rodgers right now. Now that Fitz is out, because if you put Aaron Rodgers on Washington, they're probably for sure making the playoffs. And then okay. that's like kind of what what you need, right? I mean, we're talking about them having a chance to win the division with Taylor Heineke. Put Aaron yeah. Rodgers on the team, even if he's washed. I mean, they got good weapons. They got Antonio Gibson, Terry McLaurin, Logan Thomas. You know, they've got all these players. They're lined up, ready to go. Their defense is fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They they are as much a quarterback away as Denver is in a much weaker division. I would, Mm -hmm. if I was Washington, I'd be looking to try and go and like overpay for him because if he if he brings a Super Bowl to Washington, there is no amount you could pay. You could trade the next fifteen first round picks if he wins a Super Bowl this year. Yeah. So I think Washington should do that. Dan Snyder, of course, is not going to do that. He can't even name the team, let alone. 
<laughs> hey, but hey, in the past, he's given away a lot of good money to a lot of players, man. He's got he's got a couple of guys, you know, Albert Haysworth, to name to name a few. Uh, you know, just open the pocketbook, pull the pull the purse strings a little bit. Cleve, Jameis Winston threw five touchdowns in this game. How many passes did he complete? Did he, did he complete? Uh, five touchdowns. How many passes did he complete in the entire game? Well, I, I know that he didn't throw any picks. Uh, I'm a reach here. Uh, 15. I'm going to say 13. Yeah, 14. Yeah. Good for 14, him. 14, 14 uh, passes completed, five touchdowns. That is... That, that makes it so much better. That makes it that makes that Packers loss so much so much worse. It makes it so much worse. Yeah. Hey uh Matt, did, did you take anything away from this game about either of these these teams and what they were relative to our expectations? I don't generally take anything from week one uh when it comes to relative expectations, but I do think that the Saints can't maintain this throughout the entire season because I still don't know any Saints wide receivers. And if you're going to, I, I just don't think that there is a way that you're going to be able to make Jameis not have to win a game for you at some point with no weapons on offense. Like they're going to play a good team that's going to put up points and the Packers just look listless. I think that the Packers, though, we said they weren't going to be very good. I do think that they're in trouble and I don't think that Aaron Rodgers is washed. I was only kidding with that overreaction, but I do think that it is problematic if they can't protect him and they can't use their one weapon on offense. Like... It's just not a, a recipe for success whatsoever. But the Saints might be a little bit better than we expected, but I'm still not convinced. Yeah, so I'm actually in the exact same the exact same boat. I even wrote down that this game wasn't very informative, but it will be. It could be very informative with like two more data points. Like after week three, and we see three games from each of these teams, we can look back at week one and be like, yes, the Saints actually are a 12 win team, or the Packers are going to pick at the top five. But we need a couple more data points first. Well, if the Packers look equally as bad and still win against the Lions, to me, I think that is an effective data point because I think that they should be better than the Lions. And if they look this bad, even if they still eke out the win, that to me is a little bit more convincing than just the first week. And I think who do the Saints have this week? Because I feel like they have a pretty, uh, do they have a decent matchup that could also be telling? I can't remember. They're at, they're at the Panthers. Okay. I mean, it's a road game again even though this that last one i think too i will say this i think that they were motivated by all of the extracurriculars and the narratives around not being at home being in jacksonville you know playing against aaron Rodgers, uh, all the narrative about Jameis not being very good so i think that they played up and i think that is something that is a theme of week one a lot of teams played up to their competition and i think because hey it's week one and if you come out flat in week one then how the hell are you going to get up for any other matchup well what else they've got to um, no, I mean, yeah. that whole team didn't come out flat. I mean, hat on a hat, baby. They were blocking. They just weren't blocking the right guys. <laughs> they need to block their own guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I don't, like I said, we, we need to see more from each of these teams to know what they're going to do. But I expect the Packers to look really good on Monday Night Football in their home opener because as we're about to talk about in two games, teams look good on Monday Night Football in their home openers. Um, but the next thing we have here, we have the Bears 14 at the Rams 34. And uh, Matt Stafford, y'all. Matt Stafford single-handedly won my fantasy matchup this week. So thank you, Matthew. Appreciate that. <laughs> the guy walked 321 yards, three touchdowns, no picks. Just clean. Just roll and, out, dust off the Bears. And he has two smoking hot wives, apparently. <laughs> yeah that was great that was so good clearly brent musburger was not on that because as i said offline he would never have made that mistake he's got his hot wives and hot girlfriends on lock yeah oh, no, man. The television crew showed a attractive young lady and labeled her as kelly stafford but it was in fact not kelly stafford it was just some other attractive young blonde lady and uh then they eventually did show the real the real Kelly Stafford. Now us diehard Lions fans knew right away that wasn't Kelly Stafford. <laughs> I'm pretty sure so did Kelly Stafford. She looks awful. She looks so different, but it was a different person. So that person doesn't look awful. I was just expecting uh, Kelly. Yeah, um, yeah. 
Uh, yeah, uh, Jalen. So Jalen Ramsey on the first long touchdown in Van Jefferson comes running on the field to celebrate with the offense, and I thought that was like at the moment I was like, that's really histrionic. That's really over the top. Like, calm down. But then I realized he's played his entire career with Blake Bortles and Jared Goff, and he didn't know quarterbacks could do that. So I was <laughs> pretty excited too if I saw somebody do that for the first time in my career. <laughs> <laughs> this was a that's game, good. Dave, where I, this was a game where I felt like both of these teams looked as advertised. At least that's the way that I took it. Like, uh, that's the way I thought the Bears were going to look with Andy Dalton at quarterback. And yep. I thought that they looked awful. Uh, and I thought that the Rams were going to be good. We said that. We said they were going to finish third, but that doesn't mean they're going to be bad. And home opener, first time having fans, I think, of any substance in that in that stadium against the team they, they were clearly better than, especially with Dalton at quarterback. And boy, they looked at Now, they had some times in that game where they looked uh, a little inefficient. Like, you know, they had b- big booms, and then they kind of uh, came down a little bit. But overall, they looked very comfortable. And I think that the Rams have nowhere to go but up. I'm really worried about the Bears, especially if they're going to start Dalton all year long. The defense didn't look nearly as good as we thought that they could be. Like, I don't think that they're bottom five, but they look terrible. Uh, Couldn't get him off the field on third down, you know, giving up a lot of big plays. Like, that's not going to win it for you. And Dalton looked exactly the way that I thought that he would. And again, it's not a personal take. It's a football take. So two things real quick. The first is that in the offseason, I said I thought that Khalil Mack might be dusted this year. He had one tackle, and that's his stat line. I think Khalil Mack might actually be dust. Wow. Yep. And then to Matt's point about them starting Andy Dalton and how bad they look. So their next four games, they are home to the Bengals and then at Cleveland. And then they're home to Detroit. If they don't start Justin Fields against the Bengals, they could lose that game. I mean, Kirk Cousins just lost to the Bengals. Andy Dalton could certainly lose to the Bengals. Mm -hmm. Who they start, they're probably losing at Cleveland. Which means that by the time they make the decision to switch to Justin Fields, they could be 0-3, and it's too late. Yeah. Like, making the playoffs, you're all getting fired, and it's because you wanted to play Andy Dalton instead. During the game, my wife looked at me and said, imagine being their coach and starting Andy Dalton. And I was like, well, if that isn't an indictment of the team, I don't know what is. <laughs> I mean, I would... I- if I were starting Andy Dalton, I would only be doing that for trying to lose. That's like giving Mark Ingram 26 carries in a game. You only do that when you're trying <laughs> to lose the game. <laughs> the, uh, the last game we have on the schedule here, Monday night game, an all-time classic, it turned out. Uh, the Ravens 27 at the Raiders 33. This game went to overtime somehow. Um, Lamar had two critical fumbles, one of which I, the first one I thought was completely on him. The second one, the running back upon upon review, the running back Tyson Williams, who was like the ninth string guy, completely whipped on the splits pickup and got Lamar out. Like he tried to influence Block Von Miller bad <laughs> and got Lamar wrecked and then Lamar fumbled. So I actually don't think that the second fumble was like, like it's not like an issue. It's not an ongoing problem. Well, he just got destroyed. He- yeah, I so I think because you're right. It's not it's not um it's not an issue, but I think in the spot of the game and the magnitude of where when it happened, it's what I said earlier about the um you know the uh, fumble in the uh, in the Chiefs game. It's like you, you you look at it like man, you know, of all the time this could happen, this is not a good this is not a good spot. Um, yeah. but I felt that this game that the Raiders did everything that they could possibly do to give this game away. Yes. And then finally says, you know what? Well, well since you don't want it, we'll take it. Because Gruden, Gruden, like, you could see him on the side and like, what the fuck? Like, what are we doing? They, in overtime, they were going to kick a field goal to win the game <laughs> and play a game because they couldn't find the kicker. Whoa. It, it was second down, and he said, we're going to just kick it on second down here. We're in range. We're not going to risk turning the ball over. And nobody could find the kicker to tell him to get the game. So they took a delay of game, which is why then they had to throw a pass on third down. That was the game when he touched down. Jesus. Where, like, where was the guy? He was in the net practicing kicks. <laughs> so he, he, so he's not watching the game? Like, like hey, they down. might need you here? It's second down. He's like, he's practicing, getting ready for fourth down. Like, you need to tell him. You're, he's a kicker. He doesn't play second down. There's yeah, no yeah, that's, down that's true. Package. That's, that's very true. Him. He needs to go with the game. He's doing what he's supposed to do. <laughs> to me, Gruden, does he know what he's doing? No. To me, um, this game 
was not really indicative of for anything for the Raiders. Like, one of the themes of Week 1 always, every single year, is overreacting, right? So the Raiders beat uh, an AFC North team at home on Monday Night Football in Week 1. Congratulations to them. They also beat the Chiefs last year, but they weren't nearly as good as the Chiefs. We saw that they were frauds last season. So they yep. go in and they get a big they get a big win against the Ravens, and I think okay, fine, right? Like it happens, and I think this game is a great uh, it's a great example of what I say all the time that the the difference between the Super Bowl team and the last place team in the league, as far as talent, like it's mar there's a lot of there's not a lot of difference there, right? A lot of these teams win in the margins. A lot of the difference between a ten and six season and a six and ten season is some shit like this, a bounce here, a bounce there, right? Yeah, things of that nature. This game was very much that way for me, and so. I don't think that highly of the Raiders right now, but coming up, they travel to Pittsburgh, who beat a really good team, or we think we thought was a really good team in Buffalo. So maybe that tells you something. If they are now 2-0 against the AFC North, when we had them as a bottom five team, perhaps we have to take them seriously. But for the Ravens, I think, you know, again, could this be an outlier? Sure, right? Again, you're on the road, first week of the season, you've lost like 18 running backs to ACL injuries. Um, you know, there's a lot that they're trying to pick up on. There's players coming in that are brand new that have to learn the playbook and figure out where their place is on the team. So it might take a little bit, but going 0-2 is really tough because they got the Chiefs now coming in. So, yeah, yeah right. And, and I think a big narrative of week two, and I know we're going to get to that, Dave, but I have, I'm on borrowed time here, is, um, <laughs> you know, teams that start 0-2 miss the playoffs more often than they make the playoffs. And I think you're looking at a lot of teams now that are staring at possible 0-2s and that puts them in a significant hole immediately to start the season. There's a, quite a few games this week that are that. But adding that extra game is going to mitigate that stat sum. Somewhat. It's not going to be as bad. And so, like, for the teams that are a surprise 0-2, like the Ravens are about to be, I don't think it'll be as bad. For the Jaguars, I think it's just as bad as it's ever been. Right, oh, but yeah. I think it does mitigate it somewhat for better teams, but even still, across the board, like, you don't want to start 0-2, and now you have a lot more work ahead of you. And again, like, if if we're looking at the Raiders being 2-0, and and in other years we think, eh, that doesn't matter, because what if they play, like, the Texans and the Jaguars? But they beat the, <laughs> I mean, they beat two AFC North teams. So yeah. that's a pretty tough thing to do, regardless. And I think that that is more indicative. But uh, I will say this about the Raiders. Uh, that stadium is badass. Um, I absolutely love it. It's a great backdrop. Uh, it's got the coolest nickname. It's just unfortunate that the product inside that stadium stinks. <laughs> and one, one thing real quick, too, about this game, you know, Darren Waller got 20 targets and he had, a, he had 10 catches for 105 yards and a touchdown, which for a tight end is, is always going to be a great stat line. But for 20 targets, they actually underachieved with him in this game. If I find out that Darren Waller or Travis Kelsey or TJ Hawkinson or Mark Andrews gets 20 targets, I want like 14 catches, 150 yards and three touchdowns, right? So I think the Raiders actually didn't even play that great in this game. I think this game is very similar to the uh, Bill Steelers game. We just got more scoring and a more exciting run out of events, but it was still just like both teams didn't actually play that well. And it was kind of a stupid game. Yep. I agree. I did not take a lot from this. I know everybody wants to get hyped uh, about a big win there. But again, the Raiders beat the Chiefs last year and didn't sniff the Super Bowl. So it didn't really tell us anything. It just said, hey, they got lucky one game. <laughs> but the Raiders did beat the Chiefs immediately after I, refer I uh, likened them to Mike Pence in an analogy. So that's true. They picked the best possible time to make me look stupid. Is there a political football curse yet? Have we gotten that, that yet? Uh, no. no. Biden won. So we're, that's true. We're... <laughs> um, I realized that I missed most of the show, but did we do our Lions check-in yet on our road to seven wins? Well, we talked about how they were down 38 to 10 and came roaring back. So it depends on how you want to interpret that. You could be like, listen, they only lost by eight to San Francisco, or it could be they got killed by San Francisco. Depends on what side of the bet you have. That's yeah. true. Uh, and we also, did we do a Clemson check-in? Because I think Clemson has more wins than the Lions currently. <laughs> They do, yes. Clemson currently has one win, and the Lions have zero wins. This is the kind of mm. thing that I think about when I'm cutting my grass. I'm keeping inventory of all of the uh, bets that we have made on air on political football to make sure that we are on the up and up, as always. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. And then we know that the Lions, we know that the Lions have our Monday night on the road at Green Bay this week. Meanwhile, Clemson hosts Georgia Tech, so I think Clemson's about to be at two wins. Actually, mm. Clemson 
here are Clemson's, here are Clemson's next six games: Georgia Tech, NC State, Boston College, Syracuse, Pittsburgh, Florida State. I'll put a bet in those six games. <laughs> and Florida State just lost to Jacksonville State, so that that bodes well for Clemson. This, this the Florida State, the sixth game from here out is on Halloween. That's when Clemson will hit seven wins. I'm going to win this bet by Halloween. Is, is Cleve going to have to dress up as Black Dabo Swinney for Halloween then? <laughs> no! <laughs> no, what we do is we convince Dabo to dress up as Cleve because we know what he'll do. And then we can... <laughs> All right, gentlemen. Oh, so, no. One or the other. We have 10 minutes left, or you have 10 minutes left, but I have a few minutes left. So is there anything that you wanted from me in the time that I was not here that I can cover for you before I head out? Uh, what are your thoughts on Mac Jones? Uh, I'm excited. I think there's a lot to look forward to there. Uh, they looked exactly the way that I thought that they would look. Not exciting. Uh, good defense. And the only thing that really turned the tide for them was Damian Harris fumbling at the friggin' five-yard line. I mean, no matter what kind of a quarterback situation you have, you're not going to win football games doing that. Uh, so I thought that there's a lot of fumbles yeah, this, this this week. Yeah, you know what? I think uh, this, they're sprinkling Blair Thomas uh, dust all over the <laughs> league somewhere, and uh, certain people are catching it. But no, I, I was actually very happy with it. And I talked to my dad yesterday, and he was equally as upbeat. And I will tell you this though. So I think I said this offline to you guys, or I might have. Uh, my stepmother's hatred of Tom Brady has gotten to irrationality at this point. And she texted my wife and said, I can't believe I'm going to say this, but I'm rooting for the Dallas Cowboys. That's how much she dislikes Tom Brady. Like, I just do not understand it at all. And it's the exact opposite of what I thought. I thought that was going to be Alan Freight being that way. But he is the nicest guy about this. He's like, I'm really excited for the future. I'm like, who is this guy? Like, what happened? Wow. <laughs> he's sitting in his, and he's sitting, sitting in his shrine. It's all good. Championships yeah. a must. Yeah, I know. By the way, that that uh, the, the the projector thing down there, it's an automatic thing. It goes up, and I'm like, oh, this wow. is awesome. And they bought the house that way, so whoever owned the house before had that den of iniquity down there, and I just don't know what they did with it. He turned it into an ode to New England sport. Like, every cliched New England sports moment, like, they have a photo of it down there. It's, it's wow. bizarre. It's bizarre. But it's also cool if you're into that kind of thing. Like, I would never do that. It, that's just him. But um, he does have one cool picture of Tom Brady uh, breathing. Like, you can see his breath in, like, one of those cold games, like, way early in the 2000s. Like, that's a cool photo of any football player, you know, playing in the cold. Yeah. But I wouldn't do that with him. But, no, Dave, um, you know, I, like I said, uh, I didn't – I was more looking for – is the moment too big for him? Is the game too big for him from the get-go? And I didn't feel that way about him. I felt like the players were looking to him for the, the play calls. He was, you know, calm and commanding in the pocket. And I thought that he did well for his first game. And hey, there's a lot to look forward to. He's not going to look that good every game, but uh, it, I would rather him look this way than look the way that, you know, some of the other not rookie quarterbacks looked in week one, like Daniel Jones, for instance. Speaking speaking of Daniel Jones, he's going to lead off week two. Uh, we call this a segue in the business. Um, he's going to lead off week two here uh, Thursday night. Uh, the Giants are at the Washington football team. Football team is favored by three and a half. Even though they're starting Taylor Heineke. So that's all you need to know about Daniel Daniel Jones. We have it's gonna be, the Raiders. It's going to be a horrible are, game. Yes, it is. I can't wait. Um, the Raiders are at the Steelers. So, again, a chance for the Raiders to show they're not frauds. The 49ers are at the Eagles, so the Eagles have a similar opportunity. And Jalen Hurts, you know, step up in competition right here. The Texans are at the Browns, so that's going to be fun. Um, I might try to find a Nick Chubb over 200-yard rushing prop, see if I can get a good line on it, because that that could hit. Uh, the Broncos are at the Jaguars, so Teddy's going to look fine. The Saints are at the Panthers. We'll learn more about the Saints. The Rams are at the Colts, so it gets no easier for Indy as uh, – as this goes on and then Stafford in the Midwest in a dome, I'm sure he's going to be very uncomfortable. <laughs> uh, the bills are at the dolphins. So another stiff defensive test here for Tua to, to start the season. The Patriots are at the Jets. We get political football bowl. Number one, um, hot take, hot take. I haven't looked at anything yet. The Jets are going to win. <laughs> I mean, I'm just, I just, I'm just, I'm just live on air instinct in the Jets for that game. Uh, the Bengals are at the Bears. The Bengals will win if they play Andy Dalton. 
The Falcons are at the Bucks, which is going to be just a horror show for Atlanta. <laughs> uh, the Vikings are at the Cardinals, so we're going to get more gloriousness from uh, Tyler Murray. The Titans are at the Seahawks, which going into the season, I would have thought this was like a difficult test for the Seahawks, but after what after what uh, Arizona did to the Titans, the Titans might get exposed after this week. If they get destroyed again, that might be enough data points for me on, mm. on the Titans. Could the winner of this division be like the NFC East last year? Below 500? Is it possible? Because all the teams look pretty bad. Except, Well, the Texans look great, but they also played another team in the division. But is it possible? I still think that the Colts and the Titans are too far ahead of the Jags and the Texans that they might each scoop up four wins just from those games or three wins from those games, and that would get them up to the to the nine and eight mark. But it's not a, it's not a terrible guess. Not a terrible guess. I'm not sad about it either. <laughs> no, we have the um, what I think is going to be the game of the week next week, not the eight o'clock game. But the 425 game, Cowboys at Chargers, 50 to 45. Let's go. Mm, all nice. the points. All of the points. Sunday night, Chiefs at Ravens. And then Monday night, Lions at Packers. You know what? One of those primetime games is not like the other. One of those <laughs> games is good. Chiefs at the Ravens. The others is the Lions at the Packers. Or we're not sure right now which is the worst team. Yeah, we're not. Well, yeah, we're gonna see. Well, we have a lot to look forward to. So, gents, um, you know, I missed the first part of the show, so my apologies. Busy time. I'm going to be away this weekend, but uh, I wanted to share a little bit of positivity. Urban Meyer looked like shit in his NFL debut, so that's my positivity for the week. <laughs> <laughs> and his yeah, players hate him. Looking, but how will he look in his USC debut? That's the question. Who cares? <laughs> um, anyway, but before we get out of here, so this was supposed to be in reverse order, but a new season of the show Uh, We have matured in a lot of ways. I think we've grown from the first episode that you two started to where we are today. And so I wanted to close the show out with our new intro. We have a new cover art, which I hope you guys like. And I uh, stayed up a little bit late trying to find just the right tune for this new intro. So are you ready to hear this new intro as we get out of the show? Oh, yeah. Yes. All right. I'd like to thank everybody for their time this week. Don't forget to check out MattySmedia.com for all of your podcasting needs. Uh, hug your loved ones, and we'll be seeing everybody next week. From old school to new, from analytics to your gut feeling, and from nuance to a blistering hot take, Cleve, Dave, and Matty Ice present to you Political Football.